Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. To the masters, break it down. Think it away, intestines and fool. We just got tired of doing what you told us to do. Like a freak boy, yeah. Like a freak little man, break it down. Degen Nation fam, what is up? What is happening? It's your boys from the Degen Nation podcast bringing you the DraftKings breakdown for the divisional round powered by the Fantasy Authority. You can follow the Fantasy Authority on Twitter at FF underscore authority. I'm Ryan Williams. Find me on Twitter at Ryan Alexander underscore W. Joined by my usual co-host, the usual suspects, my boys, the Godfather himself, Mr. Kevin Steele at Fantasy Rap 13 is where you can find him on Twitter and Maddie Dickinson, Maddie 2v2, Maddie DFS is where you can find him on Twitter. Boys, how we doing, man? Wildcard weekend in the books. Uh, no Derek Brown this week with us. He is uh, putting out that fire content that the people also love to find from him. But uh, it was a lit week last week, and, and maybe we can keep the show uh, to an hour for Maddie so we can get him to bed. No, <laughs> hey, we uh, we've been saying we need to get you a nickname. So for everybody who didn't tune in last week, uh, we finally got Ryan a nickname. He's a uh, Ryan monologue, Ooh, Ryan monologue man Williams. So uh, he <laughs> always opens the show with his fifteen minute monologue. Here we are, actually starting the show on time for once. Uh, and oh my maybe, goodness, maybe we'll get a shortened monologue here. But hey, we've got we've actually got an exciting monologue to talk about this time. Uh, you know, maybe we're giving away something to the to the listeners. But uh, yeah, I know you guys uh, had a good week last week. I got smoked myself. So um, I'm ready for a bounce back. Oh, I'm ready for a bounce back, too. Who are you kidding, Matty? It was it was a bloodbath over here. Uh, Kev, talk to us, man. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. You know, got, uh, you know, another week here. Uh, DraftKings didn't fuck us this week with uh, two split main slates this week. We actually get one uh main slate so i'm looking forward to that we got we got lucky we got a lot of good games you know the chiefs browns should be a lot of fun with a lot of points the ravens and bills game should be uh have some fantasy goodness in it and i think that bucks and saints game should also provide some fantasy goodness in it so we got you know a lot of different directions to go we're not forced to into just one direction um so i think this slate should be uh should be a solid one. and really you know it's probably the last like good slate we have the rest of the year because you know the, the championship week is fun but it's you know it's a two-game slate so it's a usually a pretty um straightforward or a little bit more straightforward at least with this one um you know you got a little bit more options no absolutely and you know shout out to DraftKings for giving us the the two day on a main slate and we don't have to play a two gamer um for both days i was a little worried about that and 
you know, Kev, as you always do, you you put me at peace there with with sending the screenshot as soon as it as soon as the contest goes live. Uh, you, you're on top of it and let us know that uh, we do have a a four game main slate, which is uh, which is nice. So we, we definitely are excited about that. But let's do some some housekeeping items here. Uh, DJ Nation pod is where you can follow us on Twitter. Um, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, um, hit the like button on the show or like button on any of the content that we have coming out um, from the redraft side, the DFS side, the dynasty side. Um, definitely excited to get some content rolling here early on in, the, in 2021. So uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed that and we want you rocking along with us. Now, this is episode 99 of the DJ Nation podcast. We are one away from 100. So championship week, which usually is our, our last show of the, of the year, um, if I'm not mistaken. So ending the ending the the football season this year on a high note there with episode 100, that's great. But And usually we would do a giveaway for, for that show, but I digress. We're going to be doing a giveaway for this show as we teased last week, and that would be for the Allen Robinson signed jersey there. So uh, we said it was going to be a pretty simple uh, question that we would ask you guys there. And of course, relates to Allen Robinson as he is the jersey that we're giving away. And the question is, can you name the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has played with in his career? Name the quarterbacks that that, that Allen Robinson has played with in his career. Am I, am I correct on that, Kev? That's, that's the question we wanted to go with. Yeah. Well, what are the, let, let me make it even easier for who are the five NFL quarterbacks that he has played with in his career? First person to answer with the correct five and please put it in one message. Don't send out 17 messages with all the naming <laughs> quarterbacks. The first five, the name five quarter, the, the, the five quarterbacks he's played with in one message. First person to answer it correctly, reach out to us because you just won the Allen Robinson signed jersey. Yes. And if you are listening to this podcast afterwards, uh, we appreciate you listening. Make sure you download the podcast and then rock with us live on the YouTube show uh, going forward so that you guys can get in on these giveaways as well, too. We also have that giveaway going on for the NFL playoff challenge. Uh, If you guys got into that with us, shout out to everybody who's in that with us as there are some entries here. And and I wanted to shout out the standings there as as our boy, Maddie. Uh, is number one for that Miles Sanders jersey. I always knew you had you had something for Miles Sanders, Maddie. I, I knew you wanted that jersey. You're going every strong time, there. Every time he's on a slate, I'm like, hey, why are we not playing Miles Sanders? And here we go. I, I get a chance to win a Miles Sanders jersey. So That's right. That's right. With that Saints stack, I saw you and Kev both playing uh, Kamara and Michael Thomas in, yep. in your lines. Kev, you, you got to pick it up, man. You're, you're, you're four away from the rear. What, what happened last week? Well, that's because I'm smart, and you guys didn't pay attention to the rules. Because, uh, well, unless you guys, well, I shouldn't say that because maybe you think that uh, that the the Ravens are going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't. That's why I picked the Chiefs, and that's why I already have Mahomes and Kelsey in my lineup. So this week mm-hmm. I get double digit points from him, and if they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, I, I'm going to have four times the, the I'm going to get four times plus four times the points from Pat Mahomes. So I did a little bit different. I tried to uh, play the who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl. And so that's why I went with um, the Chiefs. So I, I already, I played Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey last week. Didn't get any points from them, obviously. The fantasy goodness uh, starts this week against the Browns. Well, yeah, and we'll definitely talk about that uh, that so-called fantasy goodness there uh, from, from KC as hopefully they don't they don't pull out the showing as they did last week when they were coming off the bye in that first half, Kev. I don't want you to be sweating uh sweating during the week and, and texting us and the in the Twitter DMs that something's gone wrong over there in KC for you. 
I mean, anything's possible, right? I mean, we see it. I mean, that's what happened last year to them. The Chiefs started off slow uh, in, in both their, uh, well, actually all three of their playoff games last year. Uh, they fell behind and the two of them against the Texans and Titans, they came back and dropped the absolute fucking hammer on both those teams. And so I'm not all that concerned with the Browns. The Browns do have some pieces that I think the Chiefs keep up with them uh, in, in some instances, like the running game. I've heard a lot of people talk about, oh, well, they're just going to run the ball a lot to keep the Chiefs off the field. Like, that's not really like an argument uh, in, in beating the Chiefs because the Chiefs are such an efficient offense. Like, that's what every team wants to do, right? Is, oh, let's keep Pat right. Mahomes off the field. Like, that's like, that's not something new. So, like, the Chiefs are, like I said, they're such an explosive offense. That, like, the, the, the question is, is can you score with them? That, that's the only way you beat them, is you have to be able to outscore them. You're not going to shut them down. Wait, so, Kev, speaking of this uh, playoff thing, I'm in here allowed to edit and change players. So, I don't think this thing was locked in to you set your roster once and you're done. Oh, no, for sure. No, but the but if you, no, you if can you, change every week. Yeah, but if you take those guys out, then you don't get that. Then you won't get the bonus. So you have to keep those players in. Oh, keep, keep getting the bonus. And I so that's a bonus. Yeah. So each okay. week the multiplier goes up. So like for example, you played Lamar, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you so this week you keep him in. Got it. Okay. And yeah. You know, yeah. Gold two X. That gold two X. Okay. Yeah. So that that's been fun. So yeah, Maddie. Even even oh, if they didn't correct. play, you still get a you still get a two two X. William Ekman has responded to the question here. Uh, Matt McGloin, Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, and Chad Henney. But that's incorrect, Kev? Yeah, because McGloin was at college. So you're missing one NFL quarterback. All right, well, we appre- we appreciate you rocking it. And there's still time. Nobody nobody yeah. has uh, has got to There's one quarterback you're missing. There's, and you get, you'll tell you, you get the four right. Clauses. Dave McKnight says clauses. Santa Claus? <laughs> Dave, Dave, you're almost there too. So, uh, so yeah, guys, we we still got it open. Uh, we're, we'll we'll st- we'll kick the show off and kind of get into it, um, just so we can keep it moving along. But definitely um, hit us up in the chat. Okay, Will, you okay. got listen between your two answers, you got it right. Okay, you're just missing. You need to take one of them out. Actually, let me th- actually no. I guess technically one of is correct, right? Because we we knew that Walters actually yeah. had one snap. So you're missing. Add one more to that. Who played for the Bears this this year, and you got the you got the right answer. Okay, William, rocking along. I, we appreciate this. We appreciate the interaction, guys, hitting us up um, right away here for for that jersey, the signed Allen Robinson jersey. We know we know you guys are 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 loving that. So um, yeah, keep keep it coming, guys. We're gonna we're gonna move on with the show, and and we we'll, we definitely will shout out the person as soon as they get it. And uh, we will reach out to you after the show to get your information so we can get you that jersey. Uh, guys, let's let's talk about this divisional round slate here. As Kev, you started to kind of allude to it here with the, the Chiefs and Browns game that's going to be on that Sunday slate. Uh, the first game, right, I believe, on, on the Sunday slate. But we got the two games before that that kick off on Saturday with the Packers at home taking on the Rams um, with Jared Goff who is banged up and, and Wolford who got hurt in the game. So they had to activate Blake Bortles, ironically, as we're talking about the quarterbacks that played with Allen Robinson. Uh, and then we have the, the Ravens taking on the bills. I mean, these, you know, take DFS aside, we definitely have a fun 
slate just from a football perspective. I mean, you know, I, I'm definitely hurting over here with the, with the Browns and Steelers being out of it. But, uh, you know, you get the Kareem Hunt revenge game narrative there. You get Baker, you know, getting a, his first playoff win, first playoff win for Cleveland in some time and taking on the, the juggernaut that is the Chiefs. So this is definitely a fun slate. And as we do it here at the DJ Nation pod, breaking down the quarterbacks, I'm interested to kind of hear where you guys are at with uh, your quarterbacks this week. I have not done too many uh, builds so far, but I definitely have, you know, started to do initial builds and just getting to Lamar. I mean, we talk about this being a mobile quarterback league and you kind of see it last week from Lamar, you know, even in that game um, that they're playing in struggled to start, but then is able to get it going later on with his legs in the second half against the Tennessee Titans. And here we have another team here against the Bills where, you know, you you can attack this team on the ground. We talked about that last week and him being a rushing quarterback. I just think he offers so much upside from a DFS perspective, but I'm interested to see where you guys are at and where you're going. And, you know, if you can do what Kevin was talking about pre-show and paying up 400 more for Mahomes. Maddie, I'll start with you as a, I kind of, you know, feel like I know where Kevin's going and we don't have Mitchell Trubisky on this slate. So um, I'm curious to see where this cheap guy is coming from this week. But talk to me about what you're thinking for for this slate here in the quarterbacks as we we only got four games to choose from. Yeah, it's uh, I actually think this slate is pretty straightforward in terms of air attacks from the Saturday games. I am looking at uh, Lamar Jackson and that's it. Uh, that that Baltimore Buffalo game is supposed to be pretty windy. Uh, I'm seeing 15 to 20 mile an hour sustained winds with gusts of 30, which definitely is a downgrade to that deep Buffalo passing attack. Uh, now, granted, Josh Allen's got one of the strongest arms in the NFL, and he can arguably throw a football through any amount of wind. But um, at the same time, there is a concern, uh, especially going up against a, a Baltimore defense that does have good cornerbacks. Um, and Humphreys, Humphreys should be on Beasley most of the game. So outside of Diggs, like if I want Josh Allen exposure, I can just play Stephon Diggs because uh, he should see Marcus Peters most of the game, uh, and he can burn Peters all game long. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like Lamar on that on the other side of that game because Buffalo is absolutely horrible on the ground. Uh, like you can yeah. run all over Buffalo, and I think we see another 100-yard rushing uh, output from Lamar this week. So you should get the uh, – it's weird to say from a from a quarterback, but you should get the hundred yard rushing bonus from Lamar uh, this week. I I'll plant my flag on that. So, yeah, I think seventy six hundred Lamar is definitely in play. Uh, definitely one of the top options this week. Uh, gr- I just feel like the Green Bay uh, Rams game is going to be s- slow and gross. Uh, it's going to be cold in Green Bay. We know Jared Goff is dealing with a thumb injury, but he's also a ca- a pretty boy from Cali. Uh, who loves that 75-degree <laughs> weather and doesn't really get right. down and dirty in the cold weather. So I just don't really see a way that the Rams score points. And, and something that our boy Derek, he actually dropped a nugget of info. Uh, shout out, Derek, if you're listening. I, it's, tonight's his anniversary, so he may not be in chat tonight. But Oh, shoot. So uh, he mentioned to me that since week 10, Green Bay's actually been a top-two run defense uh, in the NFL and, and some of the metrics that he looks at. So – there is some concern with playing Cam Akers. Um, granted, he is cheap again, and the volume is king at running back, especially on a four-game slate. So, don't, I mean, don't go too too crazy with fading him. But I guess my my point I'm trying to make is I think that the Rams are going to tr- struggle to move the ball overall uh, in that game. So that game has kind of turned into pretty much of a – I won't say full fade for me, 
Um, I definitely do have some interest in some of the Green Bay pieces because I think Rodgers can put up points against the Rams. But, um, I mean, it's definitely not as intriguing as the other spots, uh, which the fireworks should come on Sunday from the other passing attacks. And, obviously, it's Mahomes against Cleveland. Uh, We just saw Big Ben throw for 500 yards and how many touchdowns. Granted, he did throw 70 times, but um, Mahomes is going to crush Cleveland. And then you've got – two pass funnel defenses playing each other in the, le- in the last game of the week, uh, and that's Tampa Bay and New Orleans. How many times do we come on this podcast and we say, well, I don't want running backs against New Orleans and I don't want running backs against Tampa Bay. Like you attack these two teams through the air and you've got Tom Brady who is throwing the ball near a, a league high clip. And then Drew Brees who is back and he looks, he looks good now throwing the ball to Michael Thomas a ton. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure uh, to my quarterbacks especially with how cheap those two guys are. Brady and Breeze are like two of the cheapest on the slate at 6,300 and uh, and then Breeze is 5,600. So those two guys, I mean, they allow you to fit in a lot more at the positions, the other positions than paying up for Mahomes and Lamar do. And with that game being a possible air attack shootout, um, I, I think that, you know, that's probably the optimal way to play this week is to pay down for one of those two. Um, Because you've got both of those guys legit have 300-yard, four-touchdown upside. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to that New Orleans-Tampa Bay game. That's interesting, Maddie, and I definitely want to unpack that as we get more into the running backs and wide receivers and and I guess the tight ends to a certain extent. Um, Gronk getting that donut uh, last week was very frustrating, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see kind of where your head's at in that game because that is an interesting game for me. I just think you know, those two teams having faced each other, facing each other now for the third time and that kind of being ugly uh, for the side of Tampa Bay. That is um, in those first two matchups this season, one of those games being a 38 to three victory, I think. So, you know, and it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Drew Brees has been talking all week about, you know, he knew that it was going to come down to this and that they would have to be playing them. And that being the late hammer, that could be similar to Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh that we just saw on the wild card week. So definitely interested in that game from that perspective to unpack. Um, Kev, before I toss it to you to kind of get your heads at here. I know you've been in the chat talking to these guys. So shout out to uh, Dave McKnight there in the chat who was able to get the question correct of the five starting quarterbacks that have played with Allen Robinson there. You guys can see them if you're watching uh, on the YouTube channel. But if you're not, Blake Bortles, Chad Henney, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and Chase Daniel. Not Daniels, but that's okay, uh, Dave. We're going to let you slide there on that. Or actually, Kev, that was you putting Daniels. So what, what's that autocorrect? What's that autocorrect? Crazy. Yeah, Hey, yeah, Dave had Daniel in there in, in the Yeah, that's my that's that's my bad, Dave. That's my bad, you know. Uh Kev trying to slide slide one through and it's just and, crazy. And he's got his and, Mizzou hat on too. That's right. just he's unacceptable. Uh, you know, disrespect. No, that is Kev. that is not Mizzou. Excuse you, that is the KC Tigers, all right? Well, it looks like Mizzou. <laughs> I know. Designed it, after it them. Be Mizzou. Should be Mizzou. But no, Dave, shout out to that. And, 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 you know, shout out to everybody for participating along there. We do, as, as if you see in the chat there, we do have another signed jersey that will be given away tomorrow on the Prop Talk show with uh, with Cody and Tom there, the Keenan Allen signed jersey. So definitely want to tune into that. Check that out. Follow us along on Twitter um, to get the details on that. Uh, but, but Kev, we're talking quarterbacks here for this divisional round slate. And you know, got, talk, talk to me about where, where you're at, man. Cause you know, we got Pat Mahomes is your boy. 
Lamar Jackson, I haven't really talked, you haven't talked about him like all year, you know, earlier on in the year was, do we pay up for him? Do we not? And, you know, the rushing upside, I know you were talking about him last week. So maybe you turned to leaf and I'm curious to see how you feel about him. We got Josh Allen, the wonder boy, but you've been talking about how the bills are overhyped. So, and then we got Brady and breeze too. I can see you having some breeze exposure, but uh, I'm curious to see where your head's at, man. Talk to us about where, what you're doing with quarterbacks this week. Well, not shockingly, I, I love this Chiefs game. The, this, the, it's the third game on the slate, highest total on the slate. The Chiefs have the highest implied points total on the slate, but they are expensive, and it's tough to get to some of these guys. You know, if you're going to pay for Mahomes at 8K and then turn around and pay for Kelsey at 78 or, um, you know, Tyreek at his price, like it is tough to get that in, and it kind of forces you on a certain type of build because you really can't play Alvin Kamara really if you do that unless you're just going to pay down everywhere else. So it kind of forces you into a certain type of build. But, you know, it's hard to come off Patrick Mahomes in this late. There is some concern. I know that the fact how long that they've been off, because essentially it'll have been basically three weeks since the last time that Patrick Mahomes has stepped onto a football field by the time they take the field. So could there be a little bit of rush? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's not something that really worries me all that much. But I absolutely love this game in general. We know the the Cleveland secondary is fucking terrible, and I am not concerned at all with that defense whatsoever. And, you know, I think that, you know, in his own right, like I think if you want to get different and still get a lot of exposure to this game, I think maybe you go all the way down to Baker at 5,300. Like Baker Mayfield has played really well this year, especially over the last like two months of the season. It continues to play really well. They continue to use the play, you know, put him in, in a lot of play action pass situation where, you know, he has thrived in his career and in that situation with Stefanski has been smart enough to be able to figure that out and do those sorts of things, which is what they were not doing with him last year. And so if you want to get a little bit different, I think you could play Baker at 5,300 and still get exposure to Hill and Kelsey and pieces to this game in that way. So, you know, I, I think that that is a, a definitely a way you could go. Um, I could tell you the quarterback I'm not playing and that's Aaron Rodgers at 6,900. I just think that this game, these two defenses have been, have been really good. Uh, over the last month of the season, actually, the Packers defense has actually been better statistically than what the, the the Rams has been, which surprised me. Like they've they've really been able to kind of turn around, getting after the quarterback. They've had like twenty sacks over the last four games. So like this defense as a whole for the Packers has done really well, and this feels like kind of like a low scoring kind of game, just like the 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 game we just saw. Um, uh, last week with the Rams with, with and the team, yeah, the Rams and Seahawks game, yeah. and the Rams or the Rams have only allowed two quarterbacks uh, uh, to throw over 300 yards against them, and it's been a, a while since I would think it was like week eight or nine. One of them was Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think the other one was uh, Josh Allen earlier in the year. So this this Rams secondary has been elite. Um, some things that you know I think you'll hear people say that I think is wrong is that people are going to say that that probably Jalen Ramsey will shadow Devontae Adams. J- Jalen Ramsey hasn't shadowed anybody all year like that's just not what they do they play their sides and that's it and so i don't think that's something that they could they change it up for this week sure but i doubt that that happens like i you know um i just think they probably continue to do what they've done all year so that's not really a concern for me but overall like a 6900 aaron Rodgers, like could he burn me sure but I just don't see it for him. Like I, I just think I'd rather you pay down and go to like a Drew Brees at fifty six hundred. Though what worries me, I don't know about you guys. What worries me about Drew Brees? I don't think he has that great of a ceiling. Like he hasn't shown a ceiling all year. They continue uh-huh. to, you know, use Taysom Hill at the goal line and pull him out in those situations, so he loses those opportunities. And so for me, like I, I think he's a fine like floor play, kind of a safe quarterback play at fifty six hundred. But I just don't know. 
Like, what is his absolute ceiling? Like, I think the most he's scored all year is, what, 25, I think, all year, 24 uh, DK points. So, like, I don't think he has the ceiling to keep up with Lamar or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, which is the top three. So, while I get the price, and maybe if it allows you to kind of get it in all the pieces to make it work, and if he gets that 24, 25, like maybe that's good enough to get you there if these other quarterbacks don't go nuclear. But I just think at his price tag and where his ceiling is sits, I just don't think that you really need to play him. I disagree. Well, that, okay, that's why I'm asking. Like, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I asked. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on Drew Brees? That was the question. So if you look, if you go through his game logs and they, they've killed people. They they've always been positive game scripts, right? Is that is that is that where we're going? No, I'm just I was gonna say in terms of like the total fantasy points scored each game, if you it's kind of like opposite. So each game that he's thrown for a ton of yards, he hasn't really thrown touchdowns. And each game that he's thrown for a lot of touchdowns, he hasn't really thrown for a ton of yards. So like he's thrown for uh 201 and three, 311 and zero, 234 and three, 222 and four, uh 280 and two, 280 and two, 321 and five, 288 and three. That was one of his higher scoring games at 24 points, uh 312 and one. So it's like literally every single game he's played this year, it's been opposite. Either he's throwing touchdowns or he's throwing for a lot of yards. And so I think facing a pass funnel defense in the Bucks. If Brady's able to keep it up on the other side, uh, which I think they will be able to, we could see. I, th- I think he's got a 304 ceiling, uh, which would be 31 points. Um, that's what I'm pegging his ultimate ceiling at. And so I think he's got it in the bag. And at the same time, he's 5,600. And even if he only gets me low 20s, I think I'm OK with that. See, and that, that's that's kind of how I feel like with Tom Brady on the other side. I mean, and this is a guy who continuously I just feel like goes overlooked. And I don't know if it's because I, I, he doesn't he's not a rushing quarterback. So so maybe that's why. And, you know, la- last week we were, you know, looking at other other guys that that were rushing um, that kind of took away from the allure of, of playing a Tom Brady against a Washington defense that was able to get pressure. And he goes out. And, you know, throws for 361, only two touchdowns, but, you know, just kind of takes the game into his hands. And that's kind of what he's been doing. Like, I feel like he's been gearing up for this spot for some time now. You're looking, talk about looking at game logs, Maddie. Like, I'm looking at 361, 399, 348, 390 in mm-hmm. his past four. Like, this is absolutely insane. And we're, you you hit it on the head for me is how I'm attacking this game and how I kind of was trying to talk myself into Tom Brady lines was just like, okay, I like Antonio Brown. I like Chris Godwin. Like, why am I not pairing them with them and running it back with a guy on New Orleans? Because the distribution is just so large for them. Like I, I the same way, you know, I don't, I don't know on the Saints team, like who are we stacking Breeze with? Because it could be Kamara, even though it's a tough matchup for him on the on the ground, but he could get it through the air. Michael Thomas could get it through the air. I mean, Harris last week was popping off against the Bears because their secondary was trash, but who's to say he's not going to do it again? I know uh, Traquan Smith has been activated, but I'm just looking at this Buccaneers team in that game and, you know, it being kind of just buried and, and nobody kind of wants to talk about these two quarterbacks from there. Like, give me Tom Brady, who's consistently putting up those points. And if Ronald Jones, I know he came back to practice today, they said, and but we don't know what's going to happen with him. He was a surprise inactive last week, which was so infuriating for me. I had him in the playoff challenge. I had him on DraftKings, had him on FanDuel. Um, and it wasn't a good spot, but I like the leverage because I know how they like to attack in the red zone. But 
he, he still passes in the red zone a shit ton, Brady does. And so I feel like if you can get him at low ownership, and we could talk about the tight end to pair him with who put up a donut that got people frustrated. Um, I, I really like that leverage spot there at the quarterback position. It's really going to be an interesting slate, though. I mean, you know, like we talk about, I mean, fading Aaron Rodgers doesn't make me feel good. Right. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, but it does seem like a slow pace and it's hard for me to talk myself into playing any other Rams outside of Cam Akers. So um, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in the same game, I think that's, you know, kind of worrisome as well, too. But I also think that keeps the ownership on both of those guys down. And with Brady only being a couple hundred more than Breeze, I think that's where I'd lean to go. If you look at the one thing I'll say with this, like Baker compared to Drew Brees, is if you look in the games that have been shootouts for for the Browns, like we've seen Baker Mayfield ceiling multiple times this year, and it's thirty plus fantasy points. Like the game against Tennessee, yeah. he dropped thirty three. Uh, the game against Baltimore, which was a shootout, he dropped thirty four. Uh, I mean, these are games post OBJ, you know, and then week seven, which was a 37 to 34 game, 30.78, 30.1 fantasy points. Um, I actually think he's been a better quarterback since OBJ went down. Yeah, I, I mean, you, like- you could definitely make that argument as well. So, like, to me, like, so that's where it's me. Like, I think you can make a, a case for Baker or Drew Brees. Like, it, it is a good matchup for Drew Brees as well. It's just like, there's those unknowns, I guess, of, for me that that worry me that you know like i've said the the Taysom hills like whatever they bring him in you know goal line packages and, and take fucking opportunities away and like right. it, it makes you want to tilt your fucking face off every time they do it but it's it's they're not going to stop doing it it's going to get something that continues to happen and does he end up you know losing a couple touchdowns that way um so that's the only thing that worries me with Drew Brees. but you know having michael thomas back i think is huge and with you know, with Camara and everything else, having the full offense now, and you know the two games that they've already played the Bucks this year, they fucking destroyed them both times. And so you know, we'll see if this game turns out to be a little bit different. I think it will be. I think this is just a different Bucks team. I don't think this Bucks offense is the same offense it was when they played them earlier in the year. And so I think you know this game. Uh, I think it definitely does have shootout potential. It's also inside the dome, which is the only game on the slate that is inside a dome. Uh, there's really no weather concerns in Kansas City. I think it's supposed to be like 40 degrees in Kansas City. It's not really going to be much of a cold game. It is supposed to snow here on Friday, but that's no issue, no issue for there. But I think it's the only slate or the only game that we're really going to be worried about. Uh, really, I don't think there's going to be any game that we're really worried about weather. So that is good for this weekend. But the only other thing is, like, if you're making a decision like for the top three guys, right? Because I think that's where the most of the ownership's going to come in at is going to be Mahomes, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Like. They're all relatively close in price, so you know. I, I guess you want to count price too. But like, where? How would you rank these top three guys for you this weekend? Uh, if salary wasn't a thing, I would rank Mahomes one. But with how with how the pricing works, so I'm I'm not playing Josh Allen. I'll just go ahead and say that because I do have concerns with the wind uh, reaching you know twenty to thirty mile an hour there and. Uh, in Buffalo. So that is a concern for me on with him, which doesn't apply to Lamar. But I will say, if Mahomes is going to absolutely smash, he is going to have to bring Kelsey and Tyreek with him at monster prices. And probably a third guy yeah. like Demarcus Robinson, if he plays for Sammy Watkins. Whereas if Lamar smashes, he likely is smashing because he rushed for 100 yards. And I don't necessarily have to jam in anybody that's high priced with him. And even if I want to play one Raven, they're relatively cheap anyways. 
And so I think I can get, I can do more with Lamar than I can with Mahomes, and they both have the same ceiling. So in DFS, I will rank them Lamar one, Mahomes two. But in in a vacuum, if salary didn't matter, give me the Chiefs uh, any any day and twice on Sundays. Yeah, I, and and as we move into running backs, Kev, I'll, I'll just say I, the reason I, I kind of like Lamar more as well too is because as we just saw last week as – you know, we were talking in the chat and, and Ben was in the chat. Shout out to Ben Cummins, our boy, um, talking about Willie Sneed. And that we had been texting that morning kind of about Willie Sneed, too. And and I think, you know, in hindsight, you know, just in the overall DFS perspective, I just love stacking my guys. I just I just have to find ways to stack my guys, which is why I'll probably have some MBS exposure again, because I'll be playing some Aaron Rodgers teams in 20 max and I just have to stack them. But from just looking back at it, I mean, Marquise Brown was the play quote unquote and he only went for 22 right mm-hmm. like you could have you could have faded him had Claypool and Deontay Johnson and you know Michael Thomas even Allen Robinson to a certain extent and like been fine just playing him naked and that's what makes Lamar so enticing is you just play him at 7500 you don't play JK Dobbins you don't play Mark Andrews you don't play Marquise Brown or any of these other guys and that will already be lower ownership in the tournaments that you see because people will think like I do and think like Ben do and, and the rest of us, like we try and stack. It's hard to go in there and play these guys naked, um, especially on a four game slate. So I think that's what makes it exciting. Whereas Maddie saying with Mahomes, which I do agree, like you, you have to be playing not both, but one of Hill or Kelsey like that. You have to, if you're playing Mahomes, I don't, I don't see how you make a team without one of those guys. So that's what would make Lamar one for me. Um, and then Mahomes too, but it, it is close, man, because this, this KC and, and uh, Brown's game should be, should be interesting. Bananas. Let's talk about the running backs though, as we're, as we're talking about that KC game and, you know, we got Nick Chubb who's coming in real at a real cheap price tag at 6,600. I mean, this is just ridiculous because I don't think that uh Hunt, Hunt has had a 20-point DK game, if I'm not mistaken, since uh, I think he's only had two on the season, and I don't think he's had one since uh, Chubb's been back. So, I mean, that's just, you know, what you're kind of looking at and just how explosive he is and loving the fact that he's getting pass game work now as he took that catch to the house against the Steelers last week. I mean, and just in the same tone, like Akers plays in the first game. Love Cam Akers. Like, I'm so pissed that I didn't lock button this guy last week because that was the week. That was Cam Akers week. And like people will try and put that into this week. And I and I get it. And the price tag on DraftKings, fuck you, DraftKings, for making him so appealing <laughs> because he is. It's It makes it so hard to fade this guy. But because of that reasoning and him being in the first game, he's already going to skyrocket. And then you got Devin Singletary, who's going to be chalk this week because of his price tag. So I think by just getting to Chubb in a game script where it says to play Kareem Hunt, that's what people will be thinking because Kareem Hunt's the quote unquote pass catching back. He's only 4,800. I think that'll also keep Chubb's ownership down. But if we're going to get Chubb at, you know, the fourth high, fourth or fifth highest zone running back. I'm not really sure because you got Aaron Jones here. You got Alvin Kamara here. You got Cam Akers. You got Devin Singletary chalk. You got possibly Leonard Fournette with Ronald Jones out. I mean, those guys are going to garner ownership too. So, and if the, if people are thinking the chiefs are going to hit their 33, whatever it is implied total, that's just going to keep Chubb down lower. So I, I absolutely love Nick Chubb in any type of format, any type of game script, whether you're playing the, 
Chiefs onslaught, whether you're playing a Chiefs close game or not playing many people from that game. Like he's just too cheap. Um, do like Cam Akers. I think it's interesting to, to talk about the Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones thing. I'm interested to hear where you guys are because Fournette did catch four passes last week. I think he, you know, who's going to be that James White role for Tom Brady as you know, if we're expecting him to get pressured and he's not good against the blitz or whatever, I think the Saints will try and come after him. You know, he's going to need a safety valve. Now, can Fournette catch the passes? Can Ronald Jones catch those passes? Like, I don't know. But I think one of those guys should have a pass catching role there. So, uh, Kev, talk to me about the running back position, man, and how you're feeling. Because the two the two high price guys like I, I you know, Camara's tough for me to get to just at that price tag. Like, it's just so um hindering to the lineup, I think, on what you could do, because I do want to play Hill or Stefan Diggs or Michael Thomas. Um, there's just so many wide receiver options that are in that high price range. And everybody will play the cheap guys like John Brown and Gabe Davis in those games. And Valdez Scantling will maybe get some ownership being the first game. Um, I, I just want to try and build teams that have you know, stellar wide receivers in this mid range. And so that's keeping me off the high priced guys at the top of him and Jones, but um, you know, got it. They're on the slate and they could, you know, they could go for 30. So that could uh, put you in a hole if one of the cheap wide receivers pops off, but I, I can't do it this week. I don't think how you feeling. Uh, just like I said last week that Nick Chubb was my favorite running back on the slate. I'm going to say it again. He's my favorite <laughs> running back on the slate. Like, like he is 6600 that's fucking stupid it's fucking ridiculous there's no way in hell that he should be 6600 it doesn't make any sense it's like they're trying to keep these prices down so people can play whoever they want and i don't know if it's gearing more toward people that don't typically play dfs and they're trying to help them out like i don't understand their pricing other than the way they're doing this um because nick chubb should be 75 7600 like that you know, I, I think that's that's perfectly in the range of possibility. Now that he's being involved in the passing game, like Kareem Hunt, like every week we try to make Kareem Hunt a thing, and Kareem Hunt hasn't been a thing in a long time. And the only reason he like like last week he got there because he had those two fluke touchdowns, right? But, touchdowns. but but the two the volume just isn't there. Like that, that he's not getting any volume at all, and it's going all to Nick Chubb. And then I mean. How the fuck do you not play Cam Akers at 5,700? Like, the guy just went off last week. He had 30 touches last week. And, at, 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 and he's 5,700. Like, I, I I don't get it. Again, fuck you, Jack Kings, for your, your shitty pricing that, that, that you did here. Because like, like, you might as well just lock button both of them in. And I, I think Aaron Jones is also in play at 6,800. It's too cheap for him. I think they unleash Aaron Jones here. I Like, I think that for a lot of the season, they typically – you know, alternate guys in to keep them fresh and everything like that. Like this is the time for them to go. And I think you could see him get 75, 85% of the touches here in this game. I, I think he gets that kind of workload. And at 6,800, I'm not, uh, the Rams rushing defense is more average middle of the road. Like, like it, it can be had. So I do like Aaron Jones at 6,800, a little bit of leverage. The guy I'm going to be the lowest on is definitely Alvin Kamara. 7,900 is not a great matchup for him. Sure, it's possible he could see 10, 12, 15 targets in this game. It's definitely in the range of possibility. But I just think price price considered a lot like last week, I think this could go wrong in a lot of different ways. He's going to be the highest price running back on the slate, I think. And so with that being said, like I, I just can't get to Alvin Kamara. Like, well, I have some, of course. I'm not just going to full fade him. But I, I'm just going to be much less – I'm going to be much lower on him than I am on these other guys. Uh, like I said, I think it's Chubb, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers for me. If I'm going to get different in any way, 
I was hoping to be able to play Clyde Edwards-Solaire because I thought that could be some decent leverage, you know, for the Chiefs and like non-Patrick Mahomes teams. He practiced in a limited fashion on Wednesday and then didn't practice today. That's concerning. We're going to have to see what happens, I guess, on Friday. But this was kind of the big practice day because usually Fridays is a little bit more walkthrough stuff. It's a much lighter practice and stuff like that. So it is concerning that, that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now missed. Because if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out, I think you could possibly look at Le'Veon Bell. But it is a kind of a thin play here for him. The Browns have been better against the run, significantly better against the run than they have against the pass. And I don't know how this is going to work out because Le'Veon Bell, they have not wanted to to really go all in with him because it sounds like every time you hear Andy Reid talk about him, low-key, it's like he's basically saying the motherfucker doesn't know the playbook and doesn't know our our, our you know blitz pickups and everything else. And so we can't have him out there um, – you know, uh, and because he he doesn't play a third down role at all. Like Daryl Williams, like in the games that he's played, and when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was out, Daryl fucking Williams was the guy that was out there on third down because like right. he they're not putting him out there, which is crazy because he's obviously the probably the best pass catching back they have on the team, but they're not utilizing him that way. So I don't even know if you can go Le'Veon Bell. It's kind of thin. Uh, you know, if you if you wanted to play Devin Singletary, I think you could, but you should you should know that they signed Devonta Freeman this week. And he sounds like he's going to play. I actually, uh, you know, because I'm me, and I actually I was like, huh, I wonder if DraftKings got him in the player pool here. Yeah, he, he's not. You don't have to worry about that. He's not. <laughs> of course. Of course you did. Of course hashtag, you did. But, hashtag brand. Yeah, I mean, other than that, like, you know, if you want to get, like, super, you know, and go play like Gus Edwards, who always has an opportunity to find the end zone or something like that if you're down there. But for me, I think it's pretty straightforward. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Cam Akers for me. Yeah, Gus Edwards is is kind of interesting to me if that if that game is going to be ugly weather at 4,200. I played him last week. Only three DraftKings points is what he put up. But um, you definitely like, you know, that he's still, you know, seeing the field and they're not just giving J.K. Dobbins a full workload. And Lamar's going to take, you know, 10 or 12 himself, maybe even more if this game is really shaping up to be uh, crappy weather, like you're saying, Maddie. So talk to us about the running back position, Maddie. I, want, I, I do want to hear your thoughts on the Green Bay situation, um, because, you know, this isn't really uh, just as good as the, as the Rams have been. Um, against the pass, like they are just as great against the run too. And no running back, I don't believe like in the, in the past couple of weeks, I think it's actually since week two that hasn't put up more than seven or 15 DraftKings points. It was only Ty Johnson that put up 17.3 and nobody else has reached that plateau against them since week two. And it was like Miles Sanders and then Zeke, uh, I believe that put up like 20 against them. But other than that, it's been fucking terrible uh, to, run, to run against this this defense here. And Aaron Jones, you know, a guy who's not going to be um, – I feel like his snap share has been up the past four weeks, so maybe they've been gearing up to the – you know, to run him a little bit more than they had um, in the playoffs. But there's just so many mouths to feed there as well too. And if, if we get Jamal Williams usage, I don't know. I, I just – maybe I just want to hear you talk me off the, the Aaron Jones lead so I'm not worried about tilting him in that first game. And, and let me know where else where else you're thinking, Matty. Well, I'm not going to talk you off the ledge. I'm actually going to maybe kick you over the ledge and, and force you to play him. Um, okay. So – if we're talking about, you know, our concerns with golf's thumb and our concerns with pretty boy, Cali boy, Jared golf, 75 degree weather going to play in 32 degree weather. And 
He's every time he's played in cold weather, he's been awful. I know you remember that primetime game in Chicago, Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. a couple what was it last year or two years ago? Three years um, ago, I mean, yep. he, he's just he's awful in cold weather, and he now, now he has no thumb to throw with either. So if we're going to sit here and say that, you know, this Rams offense is not really going to move the ball much, because, um, you know, like I mentioned uh, earlier, Green Bay has gotten better against the run. So, you know, let's say the Rams really struggle on offense to move the ball. Well, now Green Bay's got short fields all day long. And who gets the ball in the red zone? It's Devontae Adams and it's Aaron Jones. So, yes, while the Rams have been good at defending uh, basically every position this year, at some point, if if the Packers are going to have the ball the entire game, at some point the Rams are going to give up points. And, you know, nobody's going to play Aaron Jones because everybody's just like you and me. We're looking at matchups and saying, oh, well, the Rams haven't given up anything this year. But Aaron Jones has three, four touchdown upside every time he steps on the field. So um, right. if he's going to be 5 to 10% owned, I absolutely will play Aaron Jones. And it's just he's too good, uh, you know, ignore the matchup give me the high value touches near the goal line. Uh, he can break a long one, you know, which he did against Philly, uh, which everybody has always noted Philly is a good run defense, but he, he had that like what 90 yard r- touchdown run run or whatever yeah. it was. So like that's, yeah. that's what his game is. His game is game breaking plays and scoring touchdowns. So uh, even in a bad matchup, I really do like Aaron Jones this week. Um, Nick Chubb. I love him. Not going to really harp on him too much. We always attack Casey with running backs. Uh, I think J.K. Dobbins is is even interesting on non-Lamar teams uh, just because of how bad Buffalo has been against the run. Um, so you definitely can play him. He's another home run hitter uh, who can get there on, on minimal volume. And then uh, I actually do like Singletary. Uh, 4,500 is just too okay. cheap. Uh, he had, I think it was 11 targets and oh, uh, 42 rush attempts in the three games that Zach Moss missed earlier this year. So you're looking at 50 to 55 touches in three games, which is, you know, around 17 a game. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely in on that kind of volume, especially if the game is a little gross with wind, a lot of wind. Maybe we see, you know, a couple check downs or some more rush volume. So um, he doesn't really have to do much to get there to allow me to pay up for the guys like Tyreek. Uh, so I do have Singletary interest. Yeah, I think it's it's just a way to be to be smart with those builds when you're when you're playing a guy like Singletary because his floor is so scary. Low. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, that you definitely want to have guys in there, you know, that you feel pretty confident can meet their median to, you know, high ceiling. Um, if you're if you're playing him, it's because of his uh, popularity as well. Like he, he's yeah. going to be extremely, extremely popular, I feel like. Um, on a running back slate where there's it, it, there's just not a lot that stands out, right, Maddie? Like when you're when we have to talk ourselves into playing Aaron Jones against uh, the Rams for the simple fact that like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are tough to tough pill to swallow against this team, like that that just goes to show you kind of where people will be thinking on this slate. So I do I do think that he you know 
if if we can get him, you know, seeing an increased red zone usage, my God, you know, let let's get some of that. But they, you know, they're passing to freaking Dawson Knox and and fucking Croft and you know Gabe Davis and Beasley yeah. and John Brown and Diggs are all there too. It's just and then obviously uh, Josh Allen is sort of serves as a, a goal line running back too. Exactly. And right, Moss, right. Moss has really been their goal line running back when they've used a goal line running back. So. Yeah, so that that's what kind of makes makes it tough for me to kind of trust him, at least on my main builds. I think having some exposure to him is smart because of the price tag, like you're saying, you know, paying him on Mahomes stacks, or if you you know if you find something else that you like to pay up for, I think that it does make sense. But um, you guys got anything else at the running back position uh, that you want to talk about? I mean, you know. I, I, I tweeted earlier. I know Derek liked it. I know Derek's on Kareem Hunt a little bit this week too. He's forty eight hundred. It's extreme narrative week, but I just that that popularity um, of him is just going to drive up so much because of that factor. I definitely will have some exposure to him because of how I play, but I definitely will be tempering my expectation because I've just in early builds I've gotten to so much chub. Yeah, I just I guess the one note that I want to finish on at running back is uh, I just have serious concerns about the Rams scoring points. And I think you're going to see mega chalk cam Akers, especially after what he did the last couple of weeks. So yeah. uh, as, as good at man, as good of a, as good of volume as he's getting and how cheap he is, it's a, it's really tough to fade him, but I think that's, you know, that's probably the flag I'm going to plant. And I'm just going to live and die with a Cam Akers fade this this week, um, right? Just solely because of how popular he's going to be, and I I just I can see that Rams offense just going sideways, and then they might literally score like three points. So, so, and and I guess in the same vein, if the because. How would I guess for the Chiefs game, like if the Chiefs were able to get up quickly, and let's say they dropped twenty one in the first quarter, which is certainly possible. And they, you know they build that quick lead, which is where that that's the way that I think that Chubb could somehow you know then I don't think he gets the volume that you're probably looking for. They're still going to run the ball, no matter right. what. This is what they do because that's how they set up the play action and everything else. But I think you could look at a, maybe a smaller amount of volume. And I think that I would probably I I, I definitely probably have some Kareem Hunt. Like it's not sure. nearly as much as 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 I normally would. But I think you should have some cream in the event that they were to fall really far behind and they have to throw the ball and start chucking it. If that happens, that's probably going to be more. Even though that Nick Chubb has been more involved in the passing game, uh, I think that's been more scheme-wise and you know just the, the flow of the game versus if they were to fall really far behind and have to play catch-up, I don't think you're going to see Nick Chubb out there getting 10 targets in a game. Like I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be Kareem Hunt. And so, like, like you – we say it all the time, and I, I know for most people they understand this, but like every lineup should tell a story and how you yes. feel that it's going to go, right? And so yes. if you think that the Chiefs are going to get up quickly, you think the Chiefs are going to crush the Browns and they're going to get up really quickly, then you probably want to lower your expectations on Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb's probably just not going to get there. And so that, that's when you start to get a little bit different and start looking at other things and how you can be to get a little bit different. Absolutely. Because, no. yeah. like, Kareem Hunt, a lot of times you see – when the Browns are in hurry up situations, he's the one that's on the field, uh, you know, when they're running no huddle. Uh, so that's, that's his role in the offense. So just like if the Browns get into the situation, the Steelers were in last week, we're running a lot of no huddle and, and that kind of stuff. Um, it's definitely going to be Kareem hunt. And I think hunt makes a ton of sense as your, you know, if, if you want to run him as your sole 
Brown on a, as a run back on a chief stack. I, I think that makes perfect sense in, in a game stack there. Yeah. And I, and I, I want to kind of pivot over to, to wide receivers as we're, you know, we're kind of still talking about the Browns here. And I, I do think it's just an interesting game because the, the chiefs are implied for that 30, that 30 point total. So expecting points to be scored here and that'll force, you know, Baker's hand and the Browns hand um, with them getting Stefanski back on the sidelines to kind of, you know, okay, don't talk about it, be about it, show us what you got um, against the, the reigning champs here in KC. And, but, Every week on this podcast, guys, we've talked about, like, do not play your wide receivers against Kansas City. It's a mistake. They limit production. We we talked about this even after the fact of that crazy Tampa Bay and uh, KC game. Well, we, Maddie, we, you and I were jamming in, you know, Antonio Brown there. And, you know, if one of those deep balls hits and so frustrating, now Tom Brady seems to be able to hit all of these deep balls that he wasn't hitting earlier on in the season. But, um, you know, it's always there. But when I'm looking at guys like, OK, so Rashad Higgins, like, can I trust him? He's only forty two hundred. But I think people will talk themselves into playing him, you know, in this kind of game script. If they have Pat Mahomes teams like I don't want him if he's going to be somewhat popular. Landry at fifty six hundred, like he does have to do everything. I think he's very, you know, intriguing. But again, limiting production Um, at fifty six hundred. You know, I can do some of that. I can use some of that salary to get up to a guy like Chris Godwin or even Mike Evans or pay down two hundred to get to Antonio Brown later on um, on the slate so it does make it hard for me to kind of get these Browns guys and even when I was doing builds I was coming up with salary to, to play these guys and so I think that a lot of people will be looking at them and figuring out, okay, well, if I'm running, you know, my home stacks, like I got to bring it back with one of these Browns guys. Right. And I just, I just think that could be a mistake. Um, I, I do want to <laughs> dive into the Adams conversation here um, because of the Jalen Ramsey thing. And, and Kev, you kind of brought it up. Like he does not shadow, but so many people I've already been talking about on Twitter about how, you know, well, DK Metcalf, you know, went off last week. Okay. But that wasn't in uh, that wasn't in coverage of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so, you know, it's, you got to look into those numbers and kind of see, but it's still a tough price to pay for him at, at 8,600 here um, against his defense that has been stellar, even outside of Ramsey, the secondary is crazy. Um, I, I will have a ton of Tyree kill. I just, I just kind of, just feel like it. I mean, he, this secondary cannot stop anybody. You're looking at what Pittsburgh was able to do, like big Ben, just carving them up. And if Pat Mahomes actually does have this notebook going around of like every team that he could have potentially been facing, like Travis Kelsey was talking about how he has this notebook prepared for all the teams that he could have potentially been facing. And so he comes up with this Cleveland notebook of all the notes about how to attack Cleveland and everything like that. Like if he has that notebook, it's, it's gotta have Tyree Kell circled, and dotted exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point to get this dude um, in space because he can absolutely smash here. I think he's an absolute excellent play. Um, with, whether you're playing, you know, trying to figure out Devontae Adams or not, I just think he's 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 going to smash this week. I I, I just have that feeling. Um, it is hard to get to a guy like Stefan Diggs. I, I I kind of am interested to go back to the John Brown well and and i'll toss it over to you do you kev as we talk about wide receivers here i mean he went for a donut last week but was on the field for over 90 percent of the time so i mean you gotta love that you gotta love that if he takes one of these long bombs to the house like that might be you know all you need as he was still seeing some targets i think he had four or five targets in that game even though he didn't catch a pass and so if he starts you know to creep up into that 100 
yard range gets the bonus and has a score, you know, at that price tag and no ownership. Like I feel like people will play Gabe Davis again. People will talk themselves into Cole Beasley again, who is banged up um, and definitely playing Stefan Diggs. So I, I do like John Brown at his price tag. And I, I love the Tampa Bay guys, especially if I'm going to talk about Brady, I got to talk about all three of these guys. I mean, just pick your poison. They all have a significant role with Tom Brady. Like it just does not matter. Like he's feeding these guys at an insane uh, rate, similar to what we saw with Pittsburgh, right? Like those guys are going to be on the field as well, too. I think they, they are the Pittsburgh of this slate. So I love getting exposure to all three guys. Kev, how are you feeling about wide receiver this week? And, and what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of a little bit more straightforward for me with these guys as well. You know, the guys that I want to have the most exposure to, obviously Tyreek, you know, don't have to go there. But I like Michael Thomas a ton at 6,700. Again, that's too cheap for him. And, you know, this should be a game where they, he, he could see a ton, a, a lot more targets. Like, he, we haven't seen that ceiling game from him, but that's mainly been because of every game that he's played in. They haven't needed to, to u- utilize him like that. Like, he hasn't right. needed to be targeted 15 times. Like, most of the games that he's played so far this year that he has played, they've been up and, and they've controlled the game pretty, pretty easily. So, I, I think when people look at him, they may think if, that he has a little bit lower of a ceiling. But, I mean, 6,700, I absolutely love that price for him. He can smash that, and so I do like him. Um, between the the Bucks wide receivers, you know, last week I had zero Mike Evans because of the injury, and you know, thinking that maybe he, is there a chance he's going to be a decoy? Is he not going to see that much opportunity? Well, he saw ten targets, and so I don't know. <laughs> the, the interesting part is which Bucks wide receiver is going to get thrown out of this game because uh, you know uh, the, the boy on the other side. It's going like, to be a b. It's going to be a b. <laughs> he gonna hit this dude in the mouth. I know it. I, I know, know Mike it. Evans. I mean, I remember a couple years ago, whenever he fucking destroyed Marshawn Lattimore and hit him with that fucking. They, they always get into it every time these two teams play. So it could be Mike Evans as well. But regardless of that, uh, I love Chris Godwin at sixty one hundred. Continues to see a ton of targets. He was saw the most targets of all the wide receivers in this group last week. It was kind of weird seeing all those drops last week against the Redskins or yeah. against the Washington Football Team. Um, <laughs> It's still weird calling him that, but uh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> but the uh, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, he saw eleven targets last week. I I don't give a shit about the drops. I don't care at all. Like if he was, if this was Scotty Miller, okay, fine, you'd have some concern with it. But it's one of the best wide receivers in all football. They're not going to stop targeting Chris Godwin because of it. I don't give a shit about his drops. So I think he bounces back. I like this spot. I don't mind. I love the cornerback matchup that he's going to be seeing, and for the most part in this game, and then Alan Antonio Brown, again, DraftKings. The fuck are you doing? Fifty four hundred dollars for Antonio <laughs> Brown. Like you're forcing me to play these guys because they're too fucking cheap. Like this dude. I get it. Last week he only saw three targets, but he still, you know, he still had fifteen DK points. The week before that he had thirty nine point eight. You know, like it just doesn't make any sense for him to be this cheap. Right. So again, I'm going to have a B and I'm going to play him. I think the guy that I think is pretty interesting here to try to make a decision on is going to be Robert Woods and Cooper cup. I think Cooper cup plays. He has the same injury played through it last week. I think he ends up playing this game, but like, and Maddie or not Maddie, uh Cody brought this up last night. If you look at Robert Woods, like Robert Woods has actually been playing more in the slot um, as of recently than what, what Cooper cup has been seeing. We're seeing a little bit of a shift here with Robert Woods getting more slot opportunity than Cooper Cup has. And so I do think that makes – because to me, I want to play who's ever going to be in the slot for, for this team So because you're going to be avoiding mostly Jair Alexander and not really worried about that matchup. So, you know, I, I do think 5,900 Robert Woods – it, it is scary because I don't like really this game in general, but if you're wanting to kind of get some one-offs here 
from this game. I think Robert Woods is an interesting play. They also use him a little bit of as a runner and stuff like that. So I don't mind Robert Woods at 5,900. Marquise Brown, 5,200. I played him last week. I continue to play him. I'm waiting for the boom fucking week to come. But every fucking game, Lamar fucking <laughs> Jackson can't fucking hit a broadside of a fucking barn. The dude burns people and, just, and the, the ball's either 10 feet behind him or 20 feet over his head. It's just, it's just the most frustrating thing ever. Like the dude cannot throw a deep ball to save his life. But the, the upside's still there. $5,200 for him is way too cheap. I don't know. If, I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to play. I, at this point, I'd be surprised if he does. He hasn't practiced all week. Okay. Um, he has a calf injury. Maybe he does. Maybe he's a guy that they don't really need him to practice, but he hasn't yet to practice this week. I feel like Kansas City has to feel like that they can win this game without Sammy Watkins. If you can't beat the Browns without Sammy Watkins, you have a problem. Um, if he does not play, <laughs> I think that's where the discussion is going to come because people are going to want to stack this game. You know, if you don't want to stack Kelsey and Hill together, you want to break them up, then. I think a lot more ownership is going to go towards McCall Hardman because of his game-breaking upside, because of how – but if you look in the five games that that, uh, that Watkins has missed this year, Demarcus Robinson has ran more routes and seen more and played more snaps than McCall Hardman in every game but one. So I think that is something to keep in mind with, with, with Demarcus Robinson. He has a really strong rapport with, Travis, or with uh, Pat Mahomes. Mahomes loves Demarcus Robinson. Um, all the way back, really, to his first year as a rookie in preseason. So I do think Demarcus Robinson um, is a little bit of uh, decent leverage off off of you know some of these other guys that are in this range. And I think, like I said, I think thirty nine hundred. Everybody's going to flow to McCole Harmon in this situation. He's cheaper than he is. Uh, he has much more of a the name recognition for people. He does have that 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 ceiling, but I just would prefer to go to Demarcus Robinson. I think you could look for him. At that price, I don't have a problem there. But I think Emmanuel Sanders is also a super interesting guy who really fell on his face last week, didn't do anything. Listen, Deontay Harris isn't going to fucking do what he did last week. I think he had like seven targets but only ran like 15 fucking routes or something ridiculous like that. Like That's not going to happen again. I think Emmanuel Sanders bounces back in this game against Tampa uh, at 4,500. I think this is a game that they're going to have to throw the ball a hell of a lot more and be more active in the passing game. So I do like him as well. Is is Demarcus Robinson the only guy DraftKings priced up? <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> so I was expecting yep. him to be like thirty five hundred, and he's forty three hundred. Like that was a shock to me. Yeah, well, no, that, I guess he actually is cheaper though from the last time we saw him because he was actually forty eight hundred the last time we saw him. Jesus, I would never pay forty eight hundred for Demarcus Robinson. Well, that's because of the uh, everybody was out. I mean, oh yeah, that's right. That was week seventeen. Right. Maddie, Maddie, talk to us about wide receiver man out because you know I I do think we we uh, there's just so much to unpack here. We really didn't even talk about these top guys um, with Stefan Diggs and and Devonte Adams being here. I mean, can you with any good conscience play these guys outside of the quarterback? If if you get what I'm saying, like, can you have teams that have Devontae Adams on them knowing that he could, you know, potentially go for 35 in this matchup if, you know, something goes awry there in the in the Rams secondary and it is Devontae Adams. He just wants to show that he's the he's the fucking goat and just <laughs> comes and shows out. And then Stefan Diggs, you know, in that same kind of matchup, like we know that Buffalo is going to pass like this team loves to pass. Um, if it's a neutral pace game or, you know, even with a lead, I think they pass at one of the highest rates in the NFL. So um, hard to get away from him as well, too. But again, you know, with these builds, it's kind of tough to get these get these high price guys in. So where are you coming in at uh, at wide receiver this week? Yeah. So I always try to think about, you know, 
where's the chalk going to be and what are, what can people do with their roster after putting in that chalk player? So I think you would agree that Tyree kill is going to be the highest owned wide receiver on the slate, right? And he's eight K. So once I plug him in, I'm automatically limited with what I can do for the rest of my team. I also think Michael Thomas is going to be insanely popular because he's 6,700 coming back. He's look, he looked good last week, scored a touchdown, uh, now facing the pass funnel bucks, good matchup. Right. I think he's going to be popular. So I guess all that to say, you know, and then you've got a, a lot of mid range running backs and then you can pay up for Travis Kelsey at tight end as well. All of that to say is I don't think people are going to end up getting to Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs. And I think that's a mistake. Even in, in tough, tough matchups, these guys still get 30, 25 to 30% of the target share. Uh, they're good enough right. to where, you know, the matchups don't even really matter. And, and like you guys were talking about, uh, I'm not really concerned about Jalen Ramsey. Like even, even if Adams is on him for half the game or whatever, like Adams can, can beat anybody. Like he's that good. And Ramsey has sh- like Ramsey will give up touchdowns. He's not, it's not like every single pass you throw at Ramsey is going to be incomplete. Like that's, that's, that's just not how it is. So um, obviously, yes, you don't want Ramsey to be in coverage every single snap, but that's not going to be the case either. So um, I really do like Devonte Adams. Uh, I like the Green Bay Packers as a whole, but just because of what I mentioned, uh, I think they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities if the Rams are not going to be able to move the ball uh, like, like I'm pro- projecting them to, to not be able to do. So um, I really do like a lot of Devonte Adams and, and Aaron Jones this week for Green Bay. Um, and, and Stefan Diggs as well. It's it's going to be hard to get off Tyreek, but I think if you can force yourself in a build to play two of the top receivers or not play Tyreek and play one of these guys, like you're going to be very different um, and, and you're going to have a, a very high ceiling at the same time. So uh, Diggs is, you know, the same breath that I talk about Adams. Diggs is just as good. Uh, he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. He's going to get a lot of Marcus Peters who he can absolutely roast. Peters is, is not very good in coverage, um, especially down the field. Uh, Michael Thomas, as I mentioned, he's going to be popular, but it's really hard to get off him at 6,700. Um, and then a, a lot of the mid-range guys, I, I think they're fine. Uh, obviously, I'm going to stack up uh, you know, the Godwins and, and the Antonio Browns when I play Tom Brady um, on, on those teams. But um, right. outside of that, I want to go all the way to the bottom – and I'm going to hope that Traquan Smith is activated off IR. Okay. But 3,300 3, Traquan Smith in a, a game that, you know, I'm projecting both offenses to just say, hey, let's just attack these defenses through the air. Uh, Traquan is the number three wide receiver on that team. And, you know, he's just a guy that, that Brees has always had a connection with, even though, you know, he might not see a ton of volume. There's not really a ton of, of value on the slate. So, if I can get a, a, a guy in, in what I project to be one of the higher scoring games on this slate um, involved in a, in a very efficient pass attack with Drew Brees, if, if Brees goes out and throws four touchdowns, you know, there's, there's a chance Traquan Smith catches one of them. So um, I think uh, Traquan, assuming he's activated off IR, uh, he would be my preferred uh, value play at the wide receiver position this week. I love that call, Maddie. He's going to just go under owned. Uh, nobody's going to. He's got an IR tag next to him, so nobody's going right. to play. Assuming nobody's, he plays. Yeah, nobody's going to play. I mean, he is on the on the Sunday 
a slate of games, so to speak, right? So a lot of lot rosters will be locked with, you know, Valdez Scantling, um, you know, Alan Lazard, uh, uh, who are the other cheap guys here? Cheap guys from Buffalo, uh, Gabe Davis and, and John, John Brown, Brown, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. I will, I will say as we move on to tight ends and, and get into defenses as we start to wrap up here, you know, just with Devontae Adams, again, like Kev was saying, you know, you want to tell the story. I think that Robert Woods call is, is very sharp, Kev, to pay him or play him on a team where you think that Green Bay is scoring a lot of points here. Um, with, you know, with, with Adams putting putting up points because I think that um, that'll just game script Cam Akers out of it. I think they they definitely want to try and establish the run. They they made that clear against the Seattle Seahawks last week. But if Green Bay is somehow able to you know get up to a, a fourteen point lead or or more, you know, in this game that could force the Rams' hand here as we get into the second half and, and really be interesting to have a guy like Robert Woods or, or maybe Cooper Cup on the other side to kind of run it back with. Um, cause I do love that. And, and also Maddie, like you're saying, you know, if, if Adams goes out there and puts up like 38 points, I think you, you feel pretty good about not having, you know, Tyree kill in that lineup. You know, if there's no Sammy Absolutely. Watkins and you want to take a shot on Demarcus Robinson, or you have, you know, you have the money to pay up at, at tight end, you know, if you want to hedge. So if you have Mark Andrews at tight end and you pay up, you know, you find money to pay up uh, to get to Kelsey instead, as we saw last last year against Houston, you know, Kelsey just went absolutely ballistic dumb. And, um, you know, as we get into the tight end position, like the, he's whatever, 8K. But this dude is just, I mean, he abs- he's absolutely insane. Like 7,800 for him at the tight end position. I, I don't care. This dude is a wide receiver. So you're, you're looking at him being priced in between Devontae Adams and, or Tyree Kill and Stefan Diggs on this slate. Because it's, it's not a tight end. Like you can play. You know, you can play tight, two tight end this week if you want to, because Kelsey is a wide receiver. And if we get a 130 and three or whatever that was that he had against Houston last year, where he absolutely went nuts, like this is going to be incredible. And Cleveland, I mean, a team that we've attacked all year against the tight end. Look at Eric Ebron last week. We talked about him on the show. We were all loving him at his thirty seven hundred dollar price tag. goes out there and puts up 20. And that's Eric Ebron on a team with Deontay Johnson, Chris Claypool, Juju, um, and even James Washington getting getting run on that team. Like it, Kelsey, just makes it, he makes a ton of sense, and it is so hard to fade him. I'm looking at these guys, and I, you know, Maddie, I'll start with you at tight end. Like, just tell me, you know, where you're going outside of this game because this is the game where I want tight ends from. I want I want Hooper at cheap, or I want to pay up for Kelsey. Like I can I cannot in good conscience go back to Mark Andrews on a team that does not have Lamar on it. Like he's just not going to get there unless Lamar gets there. And if Mark Andrews gets you that 102 touchdowns that we've been searching for, it seems like every single week this season when we wanted to play Lamar, then Lamar is going for 40. Because if he throws for two to Andrews and he somehow gets one or two on the ground, hits a 100-yard rushing bonus, gets you another 200 passing yards, it's going to be just absolutely bananas. But outside of that, makes it tough to play him. Robert Tanyan, I think he's going to be popular playing in that first game as well, too. It's just tough to play him with all these guys healthy back now when Lazard's been back and, uh, you know, they got – Equinomius St. Brown or whatever his name is that Kev likes to talk about when we're playing showdown slates. Like he's been seeing more snaps as of late. And so I feel like, you know, the tight end position is one of those. And and Maddie, as I flip it over to you, I know you talk about the quarterback having that 
uh, tight end with him as Dawson Knox got that first touchdown uh, of the weekend last week. And you're like, yep, that's what I'm talking about. But outside of that, like if I'm playing solo lineups, if I have a Tom Brady team, like I'm going to try to get to Kelsey. If I have a Drew Brees team or Aaron Rodgers team, I'm trying to get to Kelsey or Hooper. That's just that's just kind of where it comes down to me. I just have to play the best plays in the tight end position and really can't get myself onto them without pairing them with my quarterback. How are you feeling this week about tight end, Maddie? So I, I will say the one game that I will pair my tight ends with my quarterbacks will probably be Tampa Bay, New Orleans, just because of the touchdown equity that Cook and Gronk have. Um, so if those quarterbacks do throw four touchdowns, it's hard. I just don't see a way that they do that without either of those tight ends catching touchdowns. So um, I will be okay with paying down for those guys in, in game stacks there. But other than that, I'm just going to play Travis Kelsey. Like I'm, t- I'm so tired of chasing these Mark Andrews two touchdown games. Like you said, uh, it's like we sit here and talk about it every week. We're like the dude, he's got a 40 to 50 yard ceiling, but hey, he can catch those two touchdowns, and then he catches no touchdowns, and you're just like, well, caught with my pants around my ankles. So, um, right. yeah, it's and and he's all, like Kelsey's only 2800 more than Andrews. It's not like it's like a 4K difference. Um, and twenty eight hundred seems like a not, but seems like a lot, but it's not really that much uh, when you factor in, you know, what the ceiling and floor that that Kelsey, like Kelsey's floor is literally Andrew's ceiling, <laughs> like That's Kelsey's floor is twenty points. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like even even if he gets fifteen, like even if he somehow goes out there and gets fifteen, eighty yards and a, and a touchdown or you know whatever that is, um, he. That like Andrews could be sitting at 10. Like it could be just enough to like win you a, a GPP if you hit on some of these other cheap guys at the wide receiver position and don't, or even running back and don't try and, you know, force in cheap tight end as some people will. Yeah. And it's like if one of Gronk or Cook catches a touchdown, they get to the double digit points and Gronk is 3,600 and Cook is 4K. Like that's half the price of, of Travis right. Kelsey. So, I'm okay with taking shots on guys there, but trying to chase a two touchdown upside Mark Andrews that hasn't really done that all year and just doesn't ever get there with yardage. I'd rather take my touchdown roulette with, with a cheaper guy like Gronk and and Jared cook who do have massive red zone roles. Um, And, and like I said, you're really only going to probably play those guys. If you're stacking up that Tampa Bay New Orleans game where you think Brady and breeze have four touchdown upside. Um, Right. Because the odds are if they do throw those touchdowns, uh, you do want, you know, there's a good chance that tight end's catching them. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I mean, looking at Hooper here with 31 targets in his past three games, I, I mean, it's so tough to get away from him, too, which is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if you want to run two tight end builds in a game stack of of, of KC and Browns, like I, I have no problem with that because if I'm I, I will have limited exposure if you know close to under double digits to Landry Higgins and and the rest of those guys pass catchers for the Browns. So, but if I think that the Chiefs are putting up points, I definitely want to have some exposure to a pass catcher. And I've already talked about playing Chubb, so playing a thirty seven hundred dollar um, you know other player to go along with Kelsey. Um, just just let you do a lot with the rest of your lineup. Kev, how are you feeling about the tight end position this week? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard getting away from Travis Kelsey, but if you're not playing him, I think for me it's Austin Hooper. Um, 
like you just mentioned, uh, the, the amount of targets he's seeing, uh, the red zone opportunities he's seeing, like at 3,800, he just makes too much sense at that price tag. Uh, you know, Mark Andrews obviously is one of Lamar's favorite targets, but the fact that they just don't throw the ball that much, like it really kind of limits his upside. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we have seen a few games this year where he has hit 20, the, the 20 DK point, uh, you know, he is $2,800 cheaper than Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey could drop 35. I mean, he's seen – Travis Kelsey has seen double-digit targets in, like, every game but one over the last, like, seven or eight weeks. Like, it's just it's just ridiculous. His target share is, like, 27% in this offense. Like, it's, it's just too hard to get away from him. But he's got to be the chalk of all chalk. So if you do want to get a little bit different, especially in, like, larger field GPPs, I think you can look to fade him a little bit and try to get a little bit different with this game. Because, you know, if he doesn't hit, then – you know, uh, that, that's going to be some big leverage off of, or, you know, a big advantage for your teams to get, to not be on him, but, uh, you know, fade him with, with, with peril because, uh, he can absolutely <laughs> lap the field of every one of these tight ends that we have here. But if I had to go to one, I do think Austin Hooper would be the one that I would really want to go to or Mark Andrews. Those are the two guys, but, uh, I really do like Hooper a lot at his price tag. No, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, that that's those are the two guys that I, I'm looking at. And by all means, you know, you guys, if you're you're playing your game stacks and you want to, you know, stack the Dawson Knox with uh, Josh Allen, stack Mark Andrews with Lamar Jackson. By all means, I mean, please, you know, do that. Just stack Jared Cook with a Drew Brees and Gronk with Brady, like you know, do do that in, in tournaments. But I, I really do think that, you know, if you're building these single entry teams, even three max teams, um, you really have to think long and hard before you're playing one of these other guys besides the two of them. Just looking at the ceiling. I mean, because if Kelsey goes for 30, you really got to try and figure out where you're getting points from elsewhere. Speaking about getting points from elsewhere, let's talk about defense this week, boys. Defense was not a not a position that we liked all too much. And, you know, me being the Pittsburgh guy, even um, I had a lot of Steelers D, but I also talked about on this on this show having some uh, some Browns D, which, you know, helped help save uh, my week to some extent um, by having twenty five hundred dollar Browns D. And now, you know, we get down here and I'm looking for this slate. $2,600 Rams D against Green Bay. I mean, why not? If Aaron Donald's healthy um, going out there, if this is going to be a low scoring affair, if they can, you know, force Aaron Rodgers into some turnovers or get some sacks. We didn't mention it uh, at the top of the show and talk about Aaron Rodgers, but David Bakhtiari being out for this game. I think they mm-hmm. signed uh, a guy from the Bills or not the Bills, the Colts practice yeah, squad who had. Valdir, who had played on the team before. So I think that is an interesting little tidbit there, but still not Bakhtiari. I mean, that that's going to be a huge miss for them. So I, I do think the Rams uh, at 2,600 do, you know, offer not only um, – you know, leverage as far as the way your lineups are looking. If you're really only playing maybe one or two pieces from that game and then playing the defense and really trying to get pieces from elsewhere, I think you'll, you'll have a huge advantage on the field. I do, I do think that, you know, Saints will be popular. Chiefs will be popular at 3,600. And I was playing around with some Chiefs too, but at 3,600, I mean, they really need to, you know, do a lot. I do like Chubb. I do like Hooper. So I am trying to temper my expectations with them. I mean, Packers at 3,900, there's, you just couldn't talk me into a Packers team, uh, <laughs> Packers D team. Like if they, if they had so do it, uh, I do have interest in the Saints and, uh, Tampa Bay defenses, just as you were talking, Maddie, like, you know, to just have a defense that is the late hammer um, 
because it can, you know, just go in kind of wonky ways and they're not the 2,500 from the Browns, but I still think, you know, offensive pieces will be owned in this game, but not defense defense at all. I don't feel like. And so I think a, a huge leverage there is kind of saying, okay, well, you know, maybe Brady isn't able to hit some of these deep bombs and, and the secondary is able to wreak havoc or they get to him or Drew Brees, you know, is, is letting up in this game and Tampa Bay is able to come back to what we knew that they were. Um, Kev, what do you, what are you looking at at defense this week? And what, what are you liking? Uh, none. Like, there, there's really no defenses that I'm like, okay, I'm excited to play this defense this week. Like, I For think sure. I'm pretty much going to just play wherever my builds take me. It'll be the last thing that I get to and just whoever I can get to. If I have to play the Browns at 2,300 because I love that team, I'm going to play the Browns at 2,300. It's just going to depend on how I can, you know, what my lineup is telling me, and that's, that's pretty much how I'm going to do it. I don't think there is a significant edge, really, with any defense this week. I mean, maybe the Packers going against the Rams, but you know, like like telling yourself to play the Rams, like Aaron Rodgers hasn't turned the ball over at all this year. I think he has like four picks on the entire season. It's in it's in Lambeau. Like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't feel like a, a solid play. Like, sure, they, they could get a pick six. They've been one of the most opportunistic defenses the entire season. So it's certainly possible. Uh, will I have some Rams? Probably just because they're 2,600. But like, I don't feel great any of these defenses. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it is tough. I will say, too, as you're talking about Cleveland, Kev, uh, before I toss it to you, Maddie, like I'm, look, I'm looking through Cleveland's box scores. And I was looking at this earlier as I was t- trying to find a way not to play them because I'm like, ah, I don't want to play the Browns. But they haven't had a negative game. Uh, as far as DK points go um, on the season, you know, they kind of fit right around that, you know, three, four point range on, on average, um, even when they're giving up like 30 points because they're just, they're just so opportunistic, right? Like, um, and it, it is tough. Like I don't, I don't really see Patrick Mahomes going out there and, and really turn the ball over as well, but they are cheap. And so they luck box in the one or can get a special teams touchdown and you're, you're chilling. Maddie, what are you liking at defense or, you know, what are you doing at defense this week? I, you're not liking it. I actually do like one of the teams on here. I like okay. Baltimore. Okay. If Talk we, you know, if we, if Talk we do get this 20 to 30 mile an hour wins and Josh, I mean, we know the, the bills are just going to pass a lot, especially with Zach Moss out. Um, I just can see a lot of things going wrong um, in that scenario. And like we say, you know, give me defenses, no matter who they're playing, give me defenses that are going to face uh, an offense that's just going to throw a ton because that's where you can get fantasy points for your defense. You know, it's where the sacks and interceptions and touchdowns come from. So 2,800 Baltimore, uh, you know, everybody talks about how good of a defense the Rams are. The Rams average a little uh, just under 10 fantasy points a game and Baltimore's just under nine. So Baltimore has been a pretty solid defensive unit this year. Um so I will probably end up with a lot of Baltimore this week, considering I'm going to play zero Josh Allen. <laughs> is it is this the end of the uh, Buffalo Bills honeymoon this weekend? I'm going to say yes, just because I think the the game environment sets up much better for a ground and pound, and I think Baltimore can just take them to the woodshed in that regard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of lot of hype around the around the Bills right now. I know Kev's yeah. been. Pretty salty, pretty salty about all the love the Bills are getting and people sleeping on the Chiefs, quote unquote sleeping. But uh, yeah, a lot of media outlets just have been having a love affest with this team. So I that is I think that is the most um, the game that I'm looking forward to the most on this slate. Like, I just want to see kind of 
what Lamar can do, you know, in a, in a game where the other, you know, QB on the other side was kind of contending for MVP there at the end and um, see what Josh Allen can do, you know, is they're, they're looking to go to the AFC championship for the first time in however many years, you know, 20 plus years. Um, it's just absolutely insane. So I, I just love that game, but I, yeah, Baltimore is nice. I mean, uh, Judon, I think he's kind of been, he's kind of iffy, but Calais Campbell and, uh, and there was a linebacker there. I know that was on the injury Patrick report. Queen. Pat, uh, not Queen. It was it was a linebacker though. Um, Calais Campbell, Judon, and somebody else was was questionable. But th- the other two had been practicing, and then it seemed a little bit iffy with Judon. But regardless, I mean, they get, they got talent, right, Matty? Like that's what, you do love that yeah. about Baltimore. These guys go out there. It, and- I just, outside of Diggs being able to steal Peter's lunch money, I, I think Baltimore matches up pretty well because. Hum- Humphrey is going to be all over Beasley in the slot all game long. Um, and then you got Peters and Peters or Jimmy Smith. I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to break out, but I mean, either of those guys, Diggs can beat them. So right, those are really the main two passing pieces in that offense. Uh, and then with no Zach Moss, I mean, Singletary is not just going to run it 25 times. They're good. They're going to th- have to throw the ball basically. So for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's get into this build, guys. This is episode ninety nine, almost in the books here of the DJ Nation podcast, DraftKings divisional round breakdown, and we we got to build this team. We we struggled a little bit last week. We're gonna bring it back here. You guys know what the deal is. It's the five dollar single entry huddle seventy five k prize pool. There, uh, let's let's pull it up for the people. What does first get here? First in the tournament, seventy five hundred. A cool seventy five hundred there that we could do uh, some good things here for the for the podcast and going into twenty twenty one. That'd be nice. Um, but let's go in here, build the team around. We got this four game slate that we're dealing with. Um, I'll, I'll start it off this week. I'll start it off. I'm going to play Nick Chubb. I think we we kind of all like him. He's sixty six hundred this week. I'll see what we can do playing Nick Chubb at running back. Uh, Kev, why don't you why don't you go next? What we got? Let's go, Tyreek. Tyreek Hill at 8K. So we got the little mini game stack here going right now. Let's see if, what Maddie wants to do as far as make it a full game stack or we going somewhere else. 5K per position left. Drew Brees. Okay. Um, let's go. Let's go Michael Thomas then. 6,700. All right. Let's go. Let's go Godwin. I love it. I love it. All right, so uh, you got, oh, go ahead, Matty. I was just going to say, let's assume he comes off IR if there are Traquan in there. All right, so I'm going to put Traquan in the flex. Uh, Trey, 3,300. So right now we got Drew Brees, Nick Chubb, Chris Godwin, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith in the flex. That leaves us 45.67 per position. That's pretty nice there. Um, you know what? I'm going to do what we were saying, and we already have Tyreek Hill, so if we're not playing Kelsey, let's go out, uh, Austin Hooper at 3,800 there at tight end. So we got running back and defense left for you two guys. 49.50 is what we got left per. Can go uh, Aaron Jones and the Ravens, or 3,100 even. doesn't have to be the Ravens. Let's go Aaron. Yeah, so let's, let's go Aaron Jones. Defense is on you. All right, pick uh, the Ravens. Perfect. 300 left on the table, too, with that team. So the team is Drew Brees at quarterback, Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones at running back, Chris Godwin, Tyree Kill, Michael Thomas, Austin Hooper, and Traquan Smith 
uh, in the Ravens D. Traquan Smith in the flex. He is uh, not activated as of yet, but we do record this on Thursdays, and so plenty of time for him to be activated before that game, which is on Sunday. So we definitely will keep that, keep an eye on that. And uh, go ahead, Matty. I was just going to say that build's got 300 left over. If Traquan sits, Harris is 3,500. So you can just make that swap. Okay. Yeah, which which would be nice. If we're not getting Traquan out there, then I do feel a little bit more confident that Harris can, you know, still be out on the field and, and do some things if you have a Breeze team there. Um, so that is going to do it for the show. Episode 99, guys. Next week is episode 100. Uh, it'll be, you know, championship week. I mean, what what more do you want from us, guys? We got the jersey giveaway to start off the show. Shout out to uh, Mr. McKnight there, Dave McKnight, who uh, answered the question there for the Allen Robinson jersey reach out to the fantasy authority Dave and we can get you all set up um, with that Keenan Allen jersey is what we got tomorrow night uh, for the prop talk show there with with Cody and Tom so guys make sure you guys are tuning into that I believe they they record around nine is that correct Kev or is it eight uh, central time it, it's eight central time Eight Central Time. Okay, so nine Eastern Time, eight Central Time um, is when those guys do go live, live with their prop show. Uh, definitely, you know, been fun to rock with those guys and, and hear those props. I know uh, Tom was frustrated, I believe, uh, having the Michael Thomas prop there. I saw some guys talking in the chat about it too. Michael Thomas missed the prop by two yards, I believe, which is just so mm. just aggravating as it looked like he was going to annihilate um, everything to, to start that game. But uh, definitely want to tune in to those guys and uh, appreciate you guys rocking along with us. If you're not following along on the YouTube channel, even if you're listening to this on your podcast software, make sure you guys go on to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, like the channel. I mean, we're going to have a ton of giveaways that are going to be going on, you know, all year. We're going to have content that's going to be coming to you guys, especially for you dynasty guys who are excited to get everything in 2020 season in the past. Right now, you're not really, uh, you're dabbling in DFS, but you're really playing with your dynasty teams. I know the guys are working on a ton of content for you guys as we get into quote unquote draft season and uh, can really build on for 2021. But until then we got to get this money here. So make sure you guys are, get, are getting your builds in um, hit us up, you know, get into the, the Slack channel. I know a lot of you guys who are in the chat have been in the Slack channel as well, too. It's been, fun. it's been fun in there. Um, definitely fun to interact with you guys on Twitter and especially through this show. So you guys got any final words before we sign it off? Kev, you're going to be all right to, to make the show if uh, the Chiefs uh, get upset by the Browns? Don't say that. Don't. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> hey, you know, I just to put it out there. That would be a, a, a massive, a massive uh, surprise if the Chiefs lost to the Browns. Like, could it happen? It's certainly possible. There's, there's factors there that, that – you know, it, it could happen uh, if Andy Reid does what Andy Reid's been doing all year, when just letting these teams call back into games. You know, and, and they get they get snake bit, possible, but it it uh, it shouldn't happen. So I'm just looking forward to good games. Hopefully, everybody runs and uh, yeah. we get some screenshots and uh, you know win some big money this weekend. Maddie, what say you as we sign off? Yeah, it's uh, the season's been a wild but fun ride. Uh, I'm I'm glad we get one more final four four game slate here for the whole weekend. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite slates of the of the year, um, I think. So uh, just based on the games that we've had, not that I always look forward to divisional round, but uh, <laughs> sometimes there's some bad teams playing in divisional round, but that's okay. We, got, we have a f- fun four-game slate this weekend, so uh, excited Absolutely. to go out with a bang here. 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Make sure, you know, and, and you know, be all about the Cody always talks about hashtag hedge life. You know, if you guys are, are running those 20 maxes, you know, play play some scenarios that are a little bit different um, than the field's going to be on because, you know, you know, you just never know what could happen. So, um, you know, get, get those lineups in. Make sure you guys are all set later start time on Saturday. So plenty of time to get your lineups in, guys. And uh, feel free to listen back to the podcast. It's a DJ Nation pod, DraftKings Divisional Round. Signing off for Maddie Dickinson at Maddie DFS is where you can find him on Twitter for Kevin Steele, the godfather himself at Fantasy Route 13 is where you can find him on Twitter. And myself, Ryan Williams at Ryan Alexander underscore W. We will catch you guys next week for episode 100 and the final show of the 2020-2021 season. Uh, but until then, get this money. Peace. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.